If you are broken in your finances, God is going to lift you up. Hallelujah. This word will make a way where there seems to be no way. Hallelujah. This word will bring peace, safety. Hallelujah. This word will bring clarity. This word will bring a standing where you will have authority over your finances. The Lord wants to give you authority over your finances. How many of you want spiritual authority over your finances? Hallelujah. Amen. God does not want you to be poor or remain poor. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. He is a loving father. He wants every child of the living God to be blessed and to be rich spiritually first and then to materially. Hallelujah. And every time we are speaking on the finances, I want you to open your mouth and declare it. You have to preach together with me to see immediate manifestation of God. I pray tonight a wind of God is about to flow and going to fill our lives, fill our hearts and fill this house with a fresh wind of the Spirit. Hallelujah. To fill our empty areas of our lives. Amen. There will not be an empty area. Hallelujah. In our lives anymore. There is the sovereign wind of God. Not because of what we have done, but it is the sovereign grace and the sovereign wind of God which has decided such a time as this to send across our lives, especially over our finances. And if you believe it, hallelujah, you will have it. If you believe it, put your hands together, hallelujah. One of the things the Lord in prayer spoke to me and said, the spirit of curse is going to leave your life. Not only your lives, but your mouth. Hallelujah. Some of us have not been seeing the blessing of God because there is a spirit of curse. We are blessing on Sunday, but we have a cursing mouth on Monday. God wants to heal that mouth. He wants you to give us an anointed mouth, a blessing mouth. Hallelujah. We cannot hear this word this evening and go out cursing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We cannot curse our family. We cannot curse ourselves. We cannot curse our spouse. Why in this evening, the Lord is about to pluck you out of the spirit of curse, of the tongue of curse. And God is going to anoint your mouth with only blessing, words and blessing spirit. How many of you believe that? The word for this evening is Isaiah 61 and the ninth verse. Isaiah 61 and the ninth verse which says, And the seed shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them that they are the seed which the Lord has blessed. Hallelujah. All of them who will see us will say, This is the seed. These are the people who the Lord has blessed. Hallelujah. People who will look at us will say, declare, they are blessed of the Lord. How many of you believe that? God always sends His word with a purpose. He does not call a meeting for an empty purpose. If He has called you, He has targeted you for a blessing. Praise the Lord. And He has targeted your finances to be blessed of the Lord. And to be used for the glory of Jesus Christ. And to cast the devourer out of your finances and cast the destroyer out of your finances forever. Amen. Because the Lord wants us not only to have spiritual authority, but to have financial authority. For a long time, the church has been bullied or persecuted. Every time that you pray for money or think about money, 
they will persecute you and say you are not supposed to think that way you are a christian alle nammal panathe kurichu parnya parayum ivan laviyave laviyanai aatmiyatham poyennu parayum anna adil ninnu maari kartavina aatmiyamaya adhigaram nammade sambathigathil oru adhigaram tharan kartav aagrahikkunu hallelujah people say when you are born again you are supposed to think only about eternity and heaven and nothing else am i a worldly person because i ask god to provide for my needs am i doing something wrong is it okay to be blessed is it okay to the lord to ask for help for financial matters so what happens is because of these kind of condemning thoughts we seldom have authority or actually pray by faith and ask god to help to fulfill our needs and to enlarge our territory and to enlarge our tent and to provide for you and prosper you because we don't have the faith we think we are doing something wrong but today i'm going to show that there is nothing unspiritual about it unbiblical about it actually praying for your finances it's already there in the bible hallelujah written 2000 and 6000 years ago it's already there as a matter of fact the lord made the first man and he said bible first used the word he blessed them and he said be fruitful and we multiply praise the lord hallelujah god wants his church you and me to understand the theology of abundance today the word is on the theology of abundance everybody say theology of abundance hallelujah amen and your spiritual authority hallelujah and financial authority sometimes people think you can have one but you can't have the other you can have spiritual authority but you can't have financial authority but when you study the scripture it is not either that or this he want to give us both authorities now i am going to give you some examples this morning in genesis chapter 19 and the 27th verse the bible says and abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the lord there was a place i don't know whether you have a spot but uh, you know unfortunately or fortunately every time i stand in a bathroom and take a shower god speaks to me my spot is in the bathroom <laughs> but, but but there was a spot where every morning he would get up and pray he was a man of prayer when god asked him to offer his only son isaac he went forth to offer his son in genesis 13 2 says and abraham was very rich in cattle in silver and in gold in genesis 24:1 the bible says and abraham was old and well stricken in age and the lord has blessed him abraham in all things hallelujah in genesis 24:35 the bible says uh so when you look into the life before i come to that scripture when you look into the life this man was a man of prayer at the same time he was also rich just because he became rich he did not stop praying he did not become unspiritual or unscriptural avan prarthikkunavanayirunnu annal avan sambathigathile kartav anugrahichittundu anugraham kittiyond avante prarthana avan nirthiyilla hallelujah genesis 24:35 the bible says and the lord had blessed my master greatly for he has become great and had given him flocks herds and silver and gold men servants maid servants camels and asses He was a mighty man. Here is a man who is so spiritual, who was willing to offer his only son Isaac. How many of you are that spiritual? 
praise her. First of all, waited for 25 years. And now the Lord is telling, go and offer his only son. And here is a man who is spiritual yet rich. Who had tremendous wealth. Look at the next generation. Look at Isaac. In Genesis chapter 24 and the 63rd verse says, And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide. And he lifted up his eyes and saw and he behold, the camels were coming. Look at the man Isaac, Abraham's son Isaac. He was in the field, a man of meditation. How many of you meditate the word of God? Get up in the morning. We look at the exit polls. Somebody sent a WhatsApp message saying, if our parents were to see the exit polls sent, you know, in our exams, you know, we would have had beatings. You know what I'm but here is, a, here is a man who have prioritized meditating in the field. And yet about the same man in the coming chapters in Genesis 26 and the 12th verse says, Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold for the Lord has blessed him. Isn't it amazing? Here is a man who is exceedingly wealthy, yet very spiritual. His priority was meditating. Then how can somebody say, you can only become spiritual. You can only have spiritual authority and I cannot have financial authority. You can have both. You have to understand the truth. If somebody comes and confuses you next time, show them these scriptures. Hallelujah. Look at Jacob. Here is a man who is wrestling with God. Look at his spirituality. How many of you wrestle with God? Look at the kind of experience he has. The encounters he had in his journey. He wrestled with the supernatural. And here is a man in his encounter. God is giving him one slap on his hip. He lost his hip. And yet he's following the Lord. Is he spiritual? And yet the Bible says in Genesis 30, 43 about this man. And the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle and made servants and men servants, camels and asses. Here is the third generation. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, he was prosperous and he had abundance. Theology of abundance. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing? You come into the fourth generation. Look at Joseph, Jacob's son. A symbol of purity. A woman wanted to grab him and wanted to sleep with him. He left off his costly garment. He left off his Armani garment and he, he left her because of purity. And she was a pretty woman. Pretty woman. Yeah. He was a, she was a pretty woman. He could have said, let me pray about it. Is it the easy way out? Maybe the Lord wants you know, her to divorce her husband. Make me the Lord. He fled, the Bible says. He fled. Man was pure. Yet, the Bible says in Genesis 42 and the 18th verse, that Joseph said unto him on the third day, this do and live for a fear God. He was a man who feared God. He was a man of purity. He feared God. Yet, God blessed him greatly. Hallelujah. Are you getting this? So when people say that you can have spiritual authority and cannot have financial authority, either they are misinformed, they are ignorant, 
they have not read the word or they have joined a clique that is trying to control people not to experience abundance. You saw Abraham, he was spiritual, yet he was rich. Isaac, he was rich, yet he meditated on the field. Jacob, he wrestled with God, mighty experiences, yet God prospered him. Joseph, a man of purity, a man who feared God. And what did God do with him? In Genesis 41, 39 and 41 to 45. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God had showed me all this, there is no one so discreet and wise as thou art. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put him in Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, bow the knee. And he made him the ruler over the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zapatana Penea, which gave his his wife Asenia, the daughter of Potipharia, priest of On. And Joseph went about over all the land of Egypt. Potiphar, the Pharaoh, the first in command, put a signet ring on his hand and said, now you are in command, even me. Only by name, I am first in position. Everything that happens in this land will be according to your word. People will bow before you. You will be the ruler. As a matter of fact, every nation, every tribe, they for food in the time of famine had to come before Joseph. As a matter of fact, all the currencies of all the nations of the world was on one table in the table of Joseph. Hallelujah. Yet this man was a man's symbol of purity. Yet this man who feared God. He was spiritual authority and he had financial authority. You can have both. God wants you to exercise authority over both areas of your lives. Isn't it amazing? All the banks of Egypt were under his control. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you preach about money, people say, we are Christians. Why should you preach about money? Read the Bible. It's my only answer. Job 42 and the 10th verse, the Bible says about Job. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. And also the Lord gave twice as much as he had before. He became doubly wealthy. And isn't it amazing? 2,000 years later, when... Apostle James wrote about Job in James chapter 5. He said, look at the perseverance of the law, Job, and how God blessed him at the end. Look at the example he took. He said, how financially all the 2,000 camels became 4,000 camels. Everything that he had exactly doubled except for the wife. God in his wisdom said, one is more than enough. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand this morning, evening. Hallelujah. And say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask you biblical prosperity. Enlarge me. Bless me. Bless my territory. Prosper me. In the name of Jesus, I declare I am blessed. If you believe it, put your hands together. Give a shout to Jesus. Hallelujah. Rudavara.
Victory by the blood of Jesus. Look at Daniel, a man of integrity, a man who kept himself defiled from living in Babylon. Babylon is like Las Vegas, worse than Las Vegas. If you would read Babylon, I don't want to, you know, because children are around, I don't want to explain the kind of immorality that would happen inside the temple of God. And here is a man who is alone with three friends of his. How many of you thank for godly friends? Abednego, Meshach, Shardak, around them, hallelujah. He kept his life in Babylon. If he can keep his life in Babylon, you have good news. We can keep our life in the city of Bangalore. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. A man was prayerful, prayed three times a day. Even when they said, you will lose your head, you will be thrown into the lion's den. He did not compromise. He still prayed. He was spiritually loaded, a man. Yet he was financially blessed. Some people today, the problem is they're spiritually loaded, but financially bankrupt. Hallelujah. But this word is going to change that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You can come near to Daniel and you can smell his spirituality. Anybody would come next to Daniel? Praise the Lord. I have to put a lot of perfumes because you know I'm going through keto diet. Bad smell. You go to Daniel, the spiritual keto. You can smell Jesus. I mean, you can smell the Jehovah. Yet you could smell, hallelujah, how financially rich too he was. He had the privilege to smell prosperity in the man too. Together with this spiritual smell, he was a man who was promoted by God, who was financially in a place of abundance. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing? So it's not either this or that. We need to carry both the smell. David. Who was David? The man who prayed. One thing I desired of you, this I seek after, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord forever, all the days of my life, that I might inquire of your temple, that I, I will look at the beauty of your dwelling. I mean, here is a spiritual man. What was his prayer? As a man panted for the waters, so my law, law I mean, so my so longeth for you. Here is a man who's when he sinned and came back, he said. Whatever you take it, take it. I, gold and riches, everything you take it. But don't take the Holy Spirit from me. Here is a spiritual man. Here is a man who said, better is one day in the house than thousand days elsewhere. Here is a spiritual man. Here is a man who said, I was glad when they said to me, come into the house of the Lord. Who loved the house of the Lord. Who loved the presence of the Lord. Who loved to rather sit in the presence of God than to do anything else. 
look at the spirituality what will you do you would sit in the house of the lord for one day or would you travel around the world which would you prefer let's be honest if i don't have the grace i would love to travel around the world <laughs> i i'm not as spiritual as you but there is a <laughs> here is a man i'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house even if i don't have a ministry i have nothing i will be a doorkeeper in the house of the lord i will just be an usher there and give sandwiches hallelujah yet when you read 1 chronicles chapter 29 3 and 4 moreover because i've set my affection to the house of god i have mine own proper good of gold and silver which i have given to the house of my god over and above all that i have prepared for the holy house even 3000 talents of gold of the gold of ophir and 7000 talents of refined silver of overlay the walls of houses with hull isn't it amazing david is saying i am not going to ask anybody i have my own money to build the house of god oh come on here is a man who is overloaded spiritually loaded so is financially loaded he's saying i'm not going to be one of those servants going to ask for money god has blessed me more and more and i'm going to build the house of god by my own and i pray that kind of anointing will come upon our lives Servants of God are going to move into the level of David hallelujah they are going to see we are not in a hallelujah going to beg for money if we have to have in our heart by God to build the house of God God will bless us even more and more to build the house of God Hallelujah I have my own he saying I am going to build the house of God from my private account praise the lord in other words the days of scarcity over my life are getting over you have to prophesy tonight the days of my scarcity are going to get over hallelujah god is going to bless my bank accounts god is going to bless my purses it is all going to be under the blood of the lamb under the lordship of jesus under the control of the power of the holy spirit hallelujah the days of scarcity fear of scarcity is over don't even fear hallelujah lord is the one who fills you hallelujah Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Solomon was the richest. He was wise too. He had wisdom and the wealth at the same time. He had a weakness towards foreign women, but while he had wisdom, he was well too. Now these are from the Bible. Now let's go to today's world. how many of you like conflicts praise the lord you can lift your hands i won't give that for tea tomorrow don't worry john kellaus the owner of it he was a believer he would tithe and he would give offerings and that's the reason why such a blessed business hallelujah henry parsons crowell the owner of the quaker oats he would give tithes 
God prospered him. William Colgate would tie 10%, the owner of the company Colgate. He would give 10% first. Then he began to give 20%. Then he began to give 30%. Then he began to give 40%. Then he said, God has blessed me so much. I will give 90% what he made to company to God. And only 10% he kept for himself. And God blessed him so, so, so much that he said, I would give 100%. Hallelujah. Anybody who gives to God will not be poor. Hallelujah. God will prosper them. Amen. He said, I have so much that God has blessed me and my family. From now on, we're going to give 100%. Don't fear to give it to God. If you give by fear, you will not reap the harvest. That's why I'm giving you the word. In your USA, you will find Jesse Penny stores. He would tithe. In between when his business started, he tithed and God prospered him. And later he stopped tithing and he became bankrupt. And later when he started tithing and God blessed him again. <laughs> it's not a joke. Wallace Jansen, co-founder of Holiday Inn, would tithe. John D. Rockefeller, the first ever recorded billionaire who founded the University of Chicago. Rockefeller University, he would tithe. He would give to God at the age of 54. He was diagnosed with cancer, but he prayed and continued giving unto God and went to live another 43 years. Oh, let me tell you tonight, God will even reverse your cycle. Hallelujah, death cycle when you are a giver unto God. Pastor, is that biblical? Yes. 1 Kings chapter 18. There was a woman who was going to commit suicide. She had a little bit of uh, uh, flour and she gave it to who? Elijah. Elijah said, give the cake first. And the woman who was going to commit suicide was blessed and prospered. The cycle of suicide, the cycle of death, hallelujah, was cancelled. Long life was given because you prioritize the house of God. Rock, John D. Rockefeller, he was a Baptist church member, a trustee who served God as a janitor, a doorkeeper, a cleaner in the church. But whatever you do for Jesus, he will bring rewards. Maybe some of you saying, oh, I don't have anything. But if you're serving the Lord, he will open avenues. He will open doors. What examples are you following in your finances? Today, even as you're listening to the word, past generations did not keep anything for you. But that's about to change. That curse will break away from your life. Cattle on the thousand hills belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah. One sheep he has to send from heaven. Your life will change. One idea will change your life. One app will change your life. One breakthrough will change your life. One favor will change your life. One open door of blessing will change your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. will give you houses that you have not blessed, built, and give you wealth that you have not done. Hallelujah. 14 reasons why God wants you to have abundance. 14 reasons. Theology of abundance. Number one, abundance is God's will. 
Sometimes people are not sure whether it is God's will to make you abundantly wealthy. Is it wrong? I think I shared when I started this series, there are people who believe in the prosperity, in the, in the, in the poverty gospel. People to be poor is okay. And there are people who believe in the prosperity gospel. To be rich. And there are people in the middle ground. They neither believe in poverty or prosperity. They believe. Today, daily bread God will give. Because that's safe. Nobody has a problem. Praise the Lord. God will supply your need. Nothing more than that. But my Bible says, if you ask for 100 rupees, God will at least give you 105 rupees. More than you need. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. God wants you to prosper in all things, in, even in health, and in your soul, in your mind. God doesn't want you to be struggling in your mind with depression and discouragement and, and worry and anxiety and fear and tension and panic attacks and Phobias, nothing. He wants you to prosper in your spirit, soul and body. Job 36.11 says, If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Hallelujah. Sometimes people are scared to ask God for abundance of money because they are scared that they will backslide. then devil will be the number one person to give you prosperity. <laughs> the moment you are born, the devil will give you millions and billions of rupees. Everyone. Because if he thinks that having that will make you backslide, why is he withholding? Because it is God's will that God's people prosper. The coming days I will explain why some wrong hands have the money what should be belonging to God's church. Psalm 35, 27 says, Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Psalm 37, 25 says, I have been young and I have been old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or the children begging for bread. God made heaven without borrowing from anyone else. The streets in heaven are the streets of gold. Isn't it amazing? Heaven is not boring. The streets are going to be streets of gold. Only thing is you're going to walk over it. The principle is saying, the money is always under your feet. It will not rule you. You will rule over it. Number two. Second reason why God wants you to have an abundance. Abundance brings God the glory. The Bible says, the scripture that we started with, and the seed, Isaiah 61 and the ninth verse says, and the seed shall be known among the Gentiles. They shall be known. How many of you want to be known? Amen. We are known for wrong reasons. Praise the Lord. That's about to change. You will no longer be known for wrong reasons. 
You're going to be known for reasons. People are going to look at you and say, you're blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, you are going to be known for your blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And their offspring among the people, even your children will be known. That all that she see, all that, all that see them shall acknowledge them. They are the seed which the Lord has blessed. Wow. I, I declare that over this church. I said, Petra Church shall be known as the blessed of the seed. All that you look at you will say that they are the blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. When you enter a house, they will say there is something that you brought in. When you leave their house, they'll be sad to say goodbye to you. Ten years back, I went to a, you know, for my uh, honeymoon, I went to a, uh, you know, I took Dipti, I went to Europe. And one of the girls, you know, who is a good friend of my brother-in-law, I stayed with, uh, you know, one of those, uh, one of those girls called Kathy. I stayed with her for a few days and I left. And, and you know, she, she was a science, science girl. She was a scientist. She did not believe in God. She was an atheist. She did not believe that Adam and Eve existed. And we had a big argument there, you know. I was still very young and fiery. We had an argument in the, you know, in the zoo, a good place. I mean, the entire zoo was looking at you because both of us, voices went a little high. But uh, cut the story short, when I left that place, she sent me a message and said, Chako, when you and Dipti left my house, I felt something left me. I, when you were there, there was something there in my room, when you all left, there is something. You know, I felt, you know, an emptiness. When you carry the blessing, when you enter somewhere, it enters with you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Number three. Third reason. Abundance is the reflection of the character of God. Now, pastor, while he was ministering this word, he said, he stepped out for the Lord 26 years ago, telling everybody he's leaving everything to follow the Lord and a good, loving uncle said, all the preachers who step out for the Lord later will come and ask for money. You are from a good family. You are from a good house. Don't do this. Take care of your estate. Take care of your family business. And he began to think whether it is the reflection of God's nature to go around and asking money. Hallelujah. When you trust the Lord, when you take a step for the Lord, because he said so, he will not bring you into a place to beg for money. Hallelujah. He will not put you down. He will not let you down. Because the Bible says in Psalm 24, 1, Earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and the dwell therein. Earth is the Lord. Haggai 2 says, The silver is mine, the gold is mine, say the Lord of hosts. He only has to give it. He is the source. The problem with most of us, Jehovah Jireh is not our source. Our source is our bank, our reputation, our contacts. 
Halleluja. My cousin's a niece of mine. A secret believer. She always, when she travels around the world, she asks me to pray over her and go. Because she trusts in my prayers. I've known her since she's very young. She called me today, a couple of days back. This time she went with her family to Switzerland and she's just because she was so busy with her business, she sent me a message. Uncle, I'm, she calls me uncle. We are almost the same age, but she calls me uncle because I'm positionally uncle. So she said, uncle, I'm going for this uh, tour. Please pray for me. Please keep me in prayer. I could not call you. Two days later, she called me and said, I had a big fall. Uncle, please pray for me. She called me from Switzerland. She could have had a local call. Now here is the thing. So I said, when God started blessing you, don't forget the focus on the minor things and forget the major thing. I said, I know, I know, I'm so sorry. Just pray over me. Sometimes, somewhere along the line, we forget He is the source. Not a job, not a work. I mean, all, it's all important. Yesterday I told you, working hard is important. Work, work, work. You have to plan. So you have to look at what you have, what you don't have. All that is there. But at the end of the day, who is the source? Jehovah Jireh. Jesus Christ is your provider. Keep him there. Don't keep your job there. Don't keep anybody there. Then the supply will not stop. Praise the Lord. Queen of Sheba came all the way to meet Solomon. And she looked at the temple and said, how beautiful the mansion is. She saw the reflection of the glory of God. She was marveled, the Bible says. She lost herself. Not because of how handsome Solomon was, but seeing the glory of God. Hallelujah. She was speechless. How many of you want God to bless you? That the people who test you will be speechless. Come on somebody today. Hallelujah. Say, my God is going to bless me so much that my hallelujah, praise the Lord, friends uh, and my, 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 my peers uh, and my critics uh, will be speechless in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, put your hands together. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, when you read about it, it says, even the tab, tab, table that was provided for the servants. It was so much, so full. There was not special, you know, in the olden days, our grandparents' time, they used to have special, you know, a little lower standard plates for people who served us. But when you are a Christian, there is no higher standard, lower standards. You take care of them as the child of the living God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. They will sit with you on the table and eat. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There is no differentiation. Hallelujah. Because I'm so blessed. 
I don't have an inferiority or superiority complex. I know I am blessed. I know I want to give that blessing to the one who serves me too. Hallelujah. Number four. Abundance facilitates spiritual focus. Major cause of anxiety, worry, migraine. Unknown origin of headaches. How will I take care of my family? How will I take care of my future? I am alone. What happens to me when I grow old? Yesterday somebody told me, isn't it amazing that the old age homes in one of the places in Kerala is four crores, five star old age homes because the children are not there to take care of their parents. My cousin went to buy it and it was full. <laughs> Because everybody cause of concern. What, who will take care of my... And number one concern is what happens if I lose my job, my husband dies. <laughs> Poverty makes it almost impossible to serve God satisfactorily. Even if I don't have it, I'll still serve you, Lord. But help me to serve you without tension, without worry, without affliction, without panic attacks, without worry, without sickness, thinking about who will provide for me. Sometimes you're not able to focus on the breakthrough for somebody else because you're so concerned about your own life. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 8, 6 to 10 says, Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord thy God bringeth into a good land and a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths and spring out of valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley and wines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey. A land where thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Come on. Thou shalt not lack anything. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills thou may dig brass. When thou hast eaten and are full, the, you shall bless the Lord for the good land which he has given thee. You have eaten and be full. How many of you ate all the momos and the sandwiches and, the, and was full? <laughs> the Lord. See, we always follow the ways of God. They make you full and bring you here. Says when you are full, give thanks to God. When we are full, we forget the Lord. When you are full, give thanks to God. For every blessing that comes to your life, when you look at it, say thank you Jesus. From the dress that you have, the shoes that you wear, the car that you drive and the home that you have. And the blessing of paying your child's tuition fee to take care of your blessing and everything that you do. Say, Lord, I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. When you don't see the Lord as Jehovah Jireh, 
and you say, I got myself rich. I worked hard. I did this. I did that. At that moment, you will get a kick. But later, you will be miserable. <laughs> Hallelujah. God doesn't want you to struggle for house, rent, food, nothing. You have to understand that. God is teaching me through my struggle. I'm not against that. When you're crushed, you become humble. And you, God is easy to bring you through. But that is not God's plan for a lifetime. God doesn't test people over a lifetime. Somewhere along the line, we have not understood from the word that God wants to prosper us. We are not following the biblical principles. But that needs to stop. When I started this word, I thought, you know, just teaching the people. And, you know, let them learn, let them practice, let them put it into... But today when I was praying, I felt behind this teaching, there is a revival fire also behind it. By the time the messages are through, hallelujah, there is a fresh fire, a fresh fire that is going to burn inside of you. Hallelujah, glory to God. Number five, abundance enhances the voice of the church. Abundance enhances the voice of the church. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, 13 to 16. This wisdom have I seen under the sun and it seemed great to me. There was a little city and a few men within it and they came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. There was a found in a poor man and now there was found in it a poor wise man and he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no man remembered that same poor man. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. What is God trying to say? Nobody remembers the poor man. Amen. His voice is not heard. You stay in poverty, nobody notices you. Without abundance, nobody listens to you. Today, people don't want to hear the wisdom of God. Why? Because when, if you are walking like only praying and hardly have kanji and porridge and uh, sprouts to eat, I don't want to serve this God. Your kanji is going to turn into a steak coming days. <laughs> Hallelujah. We want wisdom in the church. We want God's undiluted word to be heard across the nations. We want money to be spent on YouTubes and TV channels and TV stations and radio stations so that this gospel shall move across the nations and nothing can be done without you and I being blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. People are blessed. See, because of the YouTube, we can hear these words. Pastor is giving these talks for so many weeks. We can listen to it. We can chew on it. We can hear it. We can make it our own. There are even till people who cannot come here might be listening through the net. You can go home and even listen through it. It's not about information. It's about transformation. 
It's an amount of knowledge. It's about revelation. It's about one truth gripping your spirit. It will start manifesting. If you know God said you are blessed of the Lord. One word is enough to see your life blessed all the days of your life. It's that one grip. So many people are lying in bondage because they don't understand. God wants to make them free. Even while I was praying, I saw people bound. You know why? Because they have not understood that God came from heaven to earth. He died a bloody death on the cross to set you free. People love to be bound. People like to stay in that boundary of being bound are very close to being free. They don't want to be completely free. Somewhere close where they can see the freedom but they're not coming out of it. They're hearing about it but they're not enjoying it. But tonight it's about to change. You have to say what I hear, what I listen. I listen hard. I listen attentive. I listen very close to my heart. I incline my ear to it. Let me be taught so that I will enjoy the word of the living God. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? There are men of God who great anointing. Great depth of scripture, but nobody is there to hear them because they are in one small place. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? But the time is going to come. The great teachers, they said are in Kerala. But nobody hears them because they don't have the money to put it in YouTube and TV. Pastor prayed, Lord, give us a TV station where he, we can put all these beautiful, penetrating truths. Where even poor men of God can't take it out so that we have our own TV station. Hallelujah. To, 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 to give, hallelujah, people a taste of God's word. We need to have a vision before provision. Just example, there are two brothers. Joe and Jack. Joe is rich and prosperous. Jack is just surviving. And there is a family meeting happening. Everybody waits for Joe to come. Nobody waits for Jack. Why? Because Joe is financially loaded. Imagine another day, Jack has not shown up. Still, party goes on because nobody waits for Jack. It's a, oh, it's a family meeting. We will pray, we will decide and we will let him know <laughs> what the family, you know, decision is. Why? Because Jack did not have money. Joe had money. Our, our lives are like that. We keep people who are having money in another level. We become ticklish. I always understood in the heart of God, keeping God's people above everyone else is the number one thing for God. Rich or poor. I have never negotiated the standard of considering a rich person. Any rich people come here, they will sit on the same seats. They will not get a big seat on the pulpit 
unless and until they are representing as a state guest. But here, sometimes we do with Jack, the, the surviving man, conveniently. Some of us have been put up from the family function. I don't know how many of you experienced that. Nobody notices when you come in and nobody notices when you go up. So you're not important. Sometimes nobody calls you. Because you're following the Lord. There are people in the family who does not even call you. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? Those kind of differentiation are going to leave your life. People who hated you. The days of jacks are coming. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This message will not set you free, but will be extremely prosperous. And will magnify the name of Jesus through your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Abundance facilitates people's influence. Number six, abundance facilitates people's influence. Money will draw people. Proverbs 14 and 20th verses, the poor is hated, even of his neighbor, but the rich man has many friends. The only crime of the poor man that is poor, the rich has many friends. You are rich, people will find you. No invitation needed. You are poor, you are alone. Rich man has many friends even without looking for them. Everybody wants to stand around him. How many of you will pray this morning? That will not be my portion. Hallelujah. Tonight if you, hallelujah, lift your hands. Tonight say, poverty is not my portion. I rebuke that spirit tonight of death and poverty. In the name of Jesus. Maybe an anointing of prosperity tonight. Oh, over your life and over your family and over your generations. May the Lord Jesus be lifted up and magnified by His name through your finances. In the blood name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. May you be highly favored even this morning, even this evening in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. May you, hallelujah, walk in true prosperity, biblical prosperity in the name of the Lord. And every lack leave your life in the name of Jesus. And your voice be heard in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen. Some of your insecurity, inferiority are leaving tonight in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 19 and the seventh verse. All the brethren of the poor do hate him. How much more do his friends go far away from him? He pursued them with words, yet they are wanting to him. Some people are hated by their brethren because they don't have money. They are not invited, don't, not given honor, not even respect. Money. Poor man visits your home. Hallelujah. Most of our response will be, just tell him, I am not here. You send your servant, tell him, I am not here. He's avoided. But this congregation, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, under the authority of this word, will be a prosperous congregation. Consecrated and consecrated and a congregation which is prosperous unto God. 
in the blood name of Jesus you will not like any good thing in India if you come in especially in South India when you go for convention if you tell them that the foreigner preacher has come immediately people will gather the skin is white they gather because he has dollars hallelujah we don't need to camouflage people and get money i mean camouflage ourselves and i mean be a no i mean we go from our straightforward ways crooked go into crooked ways and get money people in india will be so blessed in the name of jesus hallelujah amen we don't need to be crooked we don't need to be hallelujah feel inferior looking at america and other developed nations people in india will be known as the blessed of the lord in the name of jesus look at the differentiation people make a poor man builds a hut make a party nobody comes a rich man builds a house he's got 5000 people working under him when he holds a thanksgiving service even if he doesn't invite everybody goes doesn't matter which religion he is from what kind of service nothing people come poor man holds a function nobody goes doesn't matter is a preacher pentecostal baptist rich man i mean he is poor nobody notices hallelujah today how many of you believe that strongholds are going to be broken if you believe i want you to stand up on your feet hallelujah and lift your hands and say i believe it and i want you to jump the place where you're standing as a sign that i'm going to jump over this uh, jump over this hurdle jump over this hurdle so jump over this hurdle i'm going to jump over this hurdle and i put i want to give the biggest shout of praise and the biggest clap yeah let there be a prophetic release through your prophetic action in the name of jesus in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the borios in jesus name can sit down supernatural anointing is released breakthroughs are released through statements of faith prayer and prophetic gestures amen it break the strongholds number 7 how many of you believe in prophetic strong gestures amen number 7 theology of abundance abundance establishes you with governmental authority matthew 27 and the 57th verse we coming into the new testament When the even has come there was a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph who also himself Jesus disciple so you can be rich and be a disciple of Jesus We think that Jesus disciples are supposed to wear shabby clothes I want you to do something from today Tomorrow onwards when you come to church wear your best clothes and come to church Where are you coming for a wedding God will bless you. You treat Jesus like a king. I wear I learned from my my pastor. I wear all my new clothes in the church first. 
even my underwears <laughs> everything belongs to god Matthew 27:58 says he went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus and Pilate commanded the body to be delivered I knew you have to understand asking Pilate face to face and asking to deliver something he doesn't want to deliver is a crime you lose your head but this man was so influential the real translation it's not he begged Pilate he demanded Pilate Pilate was the government authority Peter ran away for fishing John went back with mother mary thomas is still doubting somewhere nathanael could not been found but joseph of arimathea a rich disciple of jesus goes to pilate and demanded a financial authority creates mental audacity he had the mental audacity to ask him if today's world it would have looked like you know joseph of arimathea coming to pilate and say remember a few days back you know we played golf together i forgot to tell you about a friend i had you know i have a pastor his name is pastor jesus pastor jesus oh i sorry i did not know that he was your friend what do you want me to do he says his body is there in your place please give it i want it he had the mental audacity to ask the governmental authority i don't care who is going to be the next prime minister but one thing i know you and i will have the mental audacity to demand our rights to demand hallelujah glory to god to worship the living god in this country hallelujah praise the lord not beg hallelujah god will influence us god will anoint us hallelujah to have such authority and such influence in this nation of india if you believe it say i am one of those i will be influenced i will be anointed blessed be the name of the lord are you with me church You are so financially blessed that people will need to respect you. People will need to look at you. Number eight. Abundance fuels the gospel mission. Very important. Abundance fuels the gospel mission. Zechariah chapter 1 and the 17th verse. Bible says, cry out saying, Thus say the Lord of hosts, My cities through prosperity shall be spread abroad. my cities through prosperity shall be spread abroad vision without provision leads to frustration anointing without money will annoy you we have a vision from the man of god to reach out 102 nations with the gospel of jesus christ and if you have to go in the limited time that god has given you in the limited life we need to have financial blessing Hallelujah. Through prosperity shall self spread abroad. Not through poverty, through prosperity. Number 
abundance guarantees generational establishment Matthew chapter 5 15 and 16 says Neither do men light a candle and put it under the basket but on the candlestick and give it light unto all that in the house let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven how many of you believe we are the light of the world hallelujah we are the light of the world blessed be the name of the lord not the problem with some of us maybe all of us we have to repent before the lord we are only the light in the church we are not called to be the light in the church we shine on sundays on 10 days we are the light of the world we are the light of our family you are the only chance for your family member to be saved the only chance we have to shine Jacob dug a well and generation in that wet state that was the well Jesus came and sat by the well and spoke to the woman of Samaritan this is a generational well Isaac dug the wells which Abraham had built I told you a few weeks back that generation goes on my grandfather my my grandmother served the lord my father served the lord I served the lord My son will serve the Lord. It's already four generations. My pastor serve the Lord. I serve the Lord. You serve the Lord. There's an anointing that becomes thickens. This message is shared by pastor first. I share it again the anointing thickens. Somebody else says share it across the nation. The anointing thickens. it thickens it thickens it thickens it thickens not only you or the preacher will be free the more and more you preach it the more and more you teach it the people in every church every nation will start experiencing the power of the gospel if to receive it though acts chapter 19 verse 7 says But when divers were hardened and believed not but spoke evil of the way before the multitude he departed from them Paul and separated the disciples disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus Paul used to speak the word of God in the school of Tyrannus he stayed for 3 months and later that was a school that was blessed amen Cambridge Oxford Pris Princeton universities were all founded by church members. The best hospitals are mission hospitals. Hallelujah. I'll go fast. Abundance administers charity. 10th one. Abundance administers charity. Luke 10:27. He answered said, "Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and love your neighbor as yourself." how can you love your neighbor without having money when you don't have money people actually think you are a bad person a wicked person and jesus explained saying that a man was leaving from jerusalem to jericho never do that from the place of worship into a place of bondage and he was robbed by the robbers and he was half dead the bible says a levite passed by a priest passed by nobody helped him they had the word maybe they had the anointing 
they had the message they did not have the money but a samaritan man a foreign man came in the bible says he came in a beast and picked him up in today's world he came in a maybe 100 1200 cc bike or a suv i don't know today's world he came in a beast he had a beast so he could help him take him to the home to the best hospital he paid the money additional expenses he said he will pay it when he come back should read the word what is the difference the priest and the levite did not have the beast they had only two legs the one who had the vehicle could help you could administer charity proverbs 21 20 and the bible says he took him and anointed him with oil oil was a sign of much treasure in the house of wise so much is the sign of prosperity proverbs 21 20 says there is a treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise but foolish man spend it up the man and oil much treasure he could help abundance will make you charitable help somebody you you are more than what you need you can help somebody else you look like a mad, bad man if you don't have a beast or a money because you have empathy but no sympathy you don't have anything to provide for somebody who is in need you're religious you're anointed but can't do, give financial support you have to think where to get who to ask who to call and ask number 11 abundance facilitate personal vision and destiny abundance facilitates personal vision and destiny some of you know what you want to do you want to go to oxford nokku velli thoppanangala pasha paisa illa you want to build a big house you want to start a big ministry you want to start a big hospital orphanage no money it can be frustrating because or you don't have resources you want to go to the best of the res- restaurant but first you have to check which credit card is there you are decisive when you know what you want but when you don't have to reach there it's frustrating how many of you know god is about to delight yourself in the law and the desires of your heart shall be fulfilled hallelujah number 12 abundance guarantees answer adhigam eppol uttarangal therum ecclesiastes 10 and 19th verse a feast is made for laughter wine maketh merry merry but money answereth answereth all things money answereth all things a joke came you know in the whatsapp few few months back says a girl saying i was love at second sight so someone asked love at second sight yeah love at second sight why i looked at him first and he was eating pan from a shop i looked at the second time he was spitting it out of the his lamborghini <laughs> I still looked at he was standing near a hut and taking pan I didn't like him but when he, she saw him spitting out from his lamborghini from his mercedes love at second sight money answers all things
you want to get married all the boys you want to marry the aishwarya rai but don't have money you can pray your tongues and tongues and tongues if the girl would say yes in her stupidity her wise parents will not allow it <laughs> abundance guarantees weight wealth gives weight <laughs> some of us already have weight without wealth <laughs> <laughs> I'm not speaking about that. Imagine Bill Gates coming to India. The PM's office will make time for him. Mukesh Ambani is supposed to be the most powerful man on in India. Anybody in India will make. So, you are waiting families in nations. when you understand the theology of abundance hallelujah number 14 the most important abundance confirms character the most important point abraham lincoln once said check people's character by giving them power god checks people's character by giving them wealth ninake anigrahichu kartavu ninne testi parishikkum suddenly god blesses you and you don't have time to pray fast serve god something is wrong pastor today a very important meeting i can't come for 10 days when you don't have anything you didn't have anything important and you you are trying to give me an excuse in my olden days i would have fired you but i become sober as i passed i said i understood over years no use so i keep quiet and i focus on the one who is interested but god sees it. god sees your heart hallelujah paisa koodumbo നിനക്ക് കർത്താവിനോടുള്ള സ്നേഹം കർത്താവിനെ ശുശ്രൂഷിക്കാനും ആൾക്കാരോട് കർത്താവിനെ കുറിച്ച് പറയാനുള്ള ഒന്നും മാറിപ്പോകരുത് this one word can change your life if therefore you have been faithful in the unrighteous mammon who will commit to you and trust the true riches if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon who will commit to you the true riches god is saying i'm testing you with money the unrighteous mammon if you are faithful with that i will trust you with the anointing and the grace of god the true riches what you need is a character adjustment amen so what do we need to do two things make the choice to allow god to bring abundance in your life reject poverty lift your hands and say i reject poverty i choose to prosper illaimene nan edirkunu 
ധാരാളത്വത്തെ ഞാൻ ഏറ്റെടുക്കുന്നു Amen. Deuteronomy 30:19 says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. You have to choose it. You can choose life or death. You can choose blessing or curses. You want to stay poor? Nobody can help you. നിനക്ക് പാവപ്പെട്ടവനായിട്ട് ഇരിക്കണമെങ്കിൽ ആർക്കും നിന്നെ സഹായിക്കത്തില്ല. നീ വചനം ഏറ്റെടുത്തിട്ട് പറയണം ഞാൻ അനുഗ്രഹം തിരഞ്ഞെടുക്കുന്നു. ഞാൻ ജീവിതം തിരഞ്ഞെടുക്കുന്നു യു വോണ്ട് ടു എൻജോയ് ദ പ്രോസ്പെറിറ്റി ഓഫ് ഗാഡ് യു ഹാവ് ടു ചൂസ് ഇറ്റ് ആൻഡ് ഗോ ടു ദി സ്റ്റാൻഡേർഡ്സ് ഓഫ് ഗാഡ്സ് വേർഡ് ഓൾ റോബർട്ട്സ് റൈറ്റ് ഇൻ ഹിസ് ബുക്ക് ഹി സെഡ് വി വർ സോ പൂവർ ദാറ്റ് ദ പൂവർ പീപ്പിൾ വർ കോളിംഗ് എസ് പൂവർ ഞാൻ പാവപ്പെട്ടവനായിട്ട് ഇത്രയും പാവപ്പെട്ടവനായിരുന്നു ഒന്നുമില്ലായിരുന്നു ശരിക്കുമുള്ള ഒന്നുമില്ലായ്മ ഉള്ളവര് എന്നെ എന്താ ഇല്ലായ്മക്കാരെന്ന് വിളിച്ചു യൂണിവേഴ്സിറ്റി ബിക്കെയിം ഹീറോസ് ഓഫ് ഫെയ്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്
some people think that i honor my parents but i belittle my in-laws according to the bible your in-laws is as good as your parents you cannot bless your parents and curse your in-laws how many of you this week will buy a good gift to your in-law no be everybody is silent whether it's your wives or your husbands it will well with you number 4 consider the poor consider the poor psalm 41 123 blessed is he that considereth the poor the lord will deliver him in the time of trouble the lord will preserve him will keep him alive and he shall be blessed upon the earth see all this is a blessing of helping the poor the lord will deliver him in the time of trouble number 1 number 2 he will preserve him number 3 he will keep him alive number 4 he shall be blessed upon the earth number 5 thou will not deliver him into the hands and the will of the enemies number 6 the lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing number 7 thou shall make all his bed in his sickness he will heal you in the bed of sickness in amazing there are tithes there are offerings and there are alms giving all three are important one of the thing is that you won't stay in the sick bed amen number 5 if somebody has stolen your money cheated you taken money from you forgive them everybody say forgive because god has forgiven us since matthew 18 says there was a man with a time lack of time there was a man who had big debts and the king forgave him and released him he came out and so another man who had to give him small amount of money which he did not forgive and the king said i have forgiven you from great debts and you choose not to forgive him from your small debts the comparison is the king forgave him of millions of crores of rupees and he came out he had thousands of rupees debt and he took hold of his shoulder and king said because you did that you will pay me every penny you will be put in prison and you will suffer for it simple principle unforgiveness withholds abundance unforgiveness withholds abundance theology of abundance amen praise the lord Hallelujah. God bless you. Let's close our eyes in prayer.